everyone. You are listening to Crossplay, where we get together and talk about all the video game goodness we can handle each and every week right here on thewhatnots.com. Today is Sunday, March 22nd. No, it is not. It is Monday, March 23rd, right? Yeah, it's half life. Yeah. Alex, I don't know what you have. Yeah, you today. didn't correct that one. <laughs> My notes are all messed up. It's yeah. Monday, uh, March yeah. 23rd. 2020 and this is episode 18 coming up on today's show we are going to be talking about the xbox series x and playstation 5 specs since both of those have been revealed uh and since we did not get to record last week we are going to be talking about e3 being canceled uh and the last but not least what the hell was gamestop thinking this past week what were they smoking that's what I want to know. Uh, but we will get to all of that in just a sec. My name is Kyle Springer. I am joined, as always, by Ignacio Rojas. Yo, the world is crazy out there. Yo, it really is. It is wild. Yeah. Wild stuff. So, right off the bat, I have mm-hmm. to ask, ask, ask you about last week. Yeah. Because... You hit me up on Discord and was like, hey, I'm not going to be able to record. I'm going back home. Yeah. Um, and Yeah, so you, you were studying in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you were like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to piece the fuck out of here. Yeah, so as you all know, I, I was studying as an exchange student at San Francisco. But yeah... I mean, the stuff started getting progressively worse. The world out there, out there, it all started to change so fast that even last week, no, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two weeks ago, now, I didn't have the, the real intention of coming back. But throughout all that week, it all changed and it was all evolving so fast. That at, we, at the end, I decided to end the exchange and just come home because yeah. if anything were to happen to me over there, I would have been alone, nobody stuck, there yeah. with me, and my family over here are worried. And also, what, what would have happened if the U.S. decided to close the borders? Would I get stuck over there alone? And... <laughs> Yeah, funny enough, I I got here right on time, more or less, because I I flew in, I left San Francisco on Sunday, and then a couple of days later, the city decided to implement the stay-at-home stuff. Right, right. So you couldn't really go outside. And that would have sucked to be over there with all that. I already had my classes canceled, and when that happened, my plan was to stay for till the original plan for, according to the university was to cl- cancel in person classes until the first week of april last week of march mm-hmm. but yeah eventually it's very clear that won't happen yeah so yeah better rip the bandit now and hopefully I, I was lucky enough that I got to come back here right as the semester was starting over here, so I didn't miss any classes over here. But yeah, I, I left Perfect some online classes over there. I came back here, and 
I'm back to online classes over here. Wow. It's wild, yeah. man. Oh, it's wild. So, it's all evolved so fast. What does that mean then for like the all the classes you were taking here in 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 the states? Does, well, does that mean like you don't get credit or what's the deal with that? Well, technically, I'm still in still enrolled on the program, but yeah, the thing is, uh, all my grades that I would have gotten over there at the end of the semester, I would have had to had them transfer over here or have my school here recognize those. But now since I started the semester, which I was supposed to start as a normal student over here this mm -hmm. month, that won't matter anymore. It's like none of the none of what I did matters anymore over there. Man, that sucks. Yeah, I mean it, it took me years to get to have the the opportunity of, to go for exchange, there are some Damn. some really strict requirements to go over there. So I, basically, all of my college years, I worked towards it, and then to have it all be gone, really two months in, I still have three more months, and yeah, yeah. that all sucked. Definitely yeah. does suck, but so, I am um, happy that you are at least with your family yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, back, with back how, home and safe. how things have evolved, it's for the best that I'm here right now. Yeah. Since I had to fly in, I'm now in a self-imposed quarantine for 15 days. Mm -hmm. Today is day seven, if I'm not mistaken. So I still have one more week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... I work for a university for mm -hmm. our like alumni outreach department. Mm -hmm. So we're usually the ones that are like, "Hey, open up your wallets, give us more money." <laughs> oh, you that stuff. You're part of those yeah. people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it it it's one of those things of yeah, like I I was getting updates that like, hey, the university is like extending spring break. They are doing online classes for the rest of the semester to then getting updates that are like, yeah, commencement is canceled. Yeah. It's happening next year, basically. Uh, to like, yeah, work from home this week. And then it's like, okay, work from home indefinitely. Mm. And then it's just like, oh, man, this is, this is wild. Yeah, it's wild. So yeah. lots of stuff happening with coronavirus, man. Yeah, but hopefully at least we both are healthy right now. Yeah. And we have to stay healthy, follow all the guidelines. Wash your hands, yeah. above all. Wash your crusty-ass hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about some video games. Yeah, slide in the mood. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what, what have you been playing? Because, I mean, you haven't really had classes mm, yeah i mean in a way yes but since it's all online not right. really yeah I've, I've had classes here but I've, i still have had a lot of free time but even sure. then yeah so when i was writing the segment of whatever have i been playing i was thinking i don't think i have played much this week even though i've had a lot of time but then i was thinking right. 
No, it's not that I didn't play a lot. It's that I played a lot of stuff, but not that long, not for a long time, each, each thing. Gotcha. So the first thing I had written here is Rogue Legacy. Re Legacy. Okay. Yeah. Tell me do about you, that one. Do you know what the game is about? I've heard the name. I'm not super familiar. Okay, so the game is about... What's about is that you are a knight and you have to go into this castle. And the castle is... Every time you go in, it's all randomly generated. So... Sure. Each time you go into a different layout. So you go in, you try your best to go the furthest you can and collect the most coin you, you can. The thing is that when you die, your character is dead. Permanently, permanently dead. The person you play next to us is one of your descendants. So okay. when you die, you have to pick between three options for your descendants. And each descendant has... It's class, two attributes or traits, and a special weapon. So your classes can be cool. your regular knight. You have a tank, basically. You have an, a mage. There are different types, and you can yeah. unlock them as you go. The interesting part that sets this game apart is the traits that you get. So the you get two traits, and these traits can go from not importing, not being important at all. For example, one is you're bold, and that does nothing. <laughs> you have the one that's you're gay, and the description is just you're a fan of. If you're a man, you're a fan of men. If you're a woman, you're a fan of women. Women. But you can that's also funny. be. You cannot see in three D. And this game is a 2D game, but what does that attribute does is that whenever you turn around, you turn around as a flat thing, a flat object. Weird. Yeah. There's so how also, does, like, okay. what are some of the ones that would affect the gameplay then? There's one that's you're skinny, which means that you get knocked, knocked back when enemies hit you. There's one that's uh, you're nearsighted, which means on the screen you see clearly the area around you, but the area surrounding that mm. is all blurry. There's one that you, you cannot see color. There's one that you are. There's one that you're small, smaller than the average, and then there's one. There's one that you're bigger. The average. So there are ones that affect the gameplay and there are ones that won't affect it. So you okay. picked between three characters and you have to choose which one is better for you, which one Yeah. Which ha have the attributes that would least affect you or that would be better for your adventure. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's kinda like the special thing for for the game is the whole okay. attribute system. Yeah, because I've 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 heard of this g g g game plenty of times. Of course, when they're all like, "Oh, it's a rogue light," or "It's yep. a rogue," whatever it is, one of the rogues. Um, yeah, they like they always go back and mention this one, and I've I've just never really cared enough to like go back and check it out. Mm -hmm. So, but it sounds neat. 
Yeah, I I first played it when it came out on the PS4, but I played gotcha. it not that not not that much. But now that I saw that it was on the iOS store, I downloaded mm -hmm. it, and now whenever I want to kill time and I'm just with my phone, it's a great game Some to runs. just pick up, go for a few runs, see how long how long can you last, how much money can you get, and then with with that money you buy then some some upgrades like stronger okay. attacks or your your health you get more health or get better uh or more coins when you run when you go or stuff like that gotcha so it's like the uh, mobile control contr controls fail compared to like the ps4 stuff it's not as good as it can be because it is touch control, so it is a, a virtual D-pad and all, and gotcha. touch buttons. It would be, of course, ideally better with a controller. In fact, mm -hmm. there are some bosses in the game, and since I, I, was, I got to one of the bosses, and since I wanted to play it as best as, as best as I could in order to beat the boss, I decided to just plug in my DualShock 4 and play it like that for that one instance. But you okay. can't play it uh, just touch controls. It is fine. It is, I think, the best it could be for touch controls. It's some, okay. It only sometimes get, gets in your way. Not all Good the time. To know. Yeah, but it, it is a great port, and like I said, it is, that game in particular is, it lends itself well to just be a time killer. You have uh, some minutes, just pick it up, Go for a few runs and then you leave it there. It's great okay. for that. Good stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, what else? Just like last, well, not not last week. Last time, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I I was playing also Arkham Origins, Batman Arkham Origins, and I finally beat this new run I was going through. Okay. Like I said before, it is just as good as any other Arkham game. It does have it has it does have its pro its problems. Uh, I do find it to be to have more glitches than the other games. They are not, not more the present same here than of polish. Yeah, I mean not not polished necessarily, but I the game has frozen has been gotten frozen to me a couple of times, which okay. with the other games, I don't think that ever happened or not that I noticed ever. I mean, that I... is kind of fitting, though, mm -hmm. because that game takes place during Christmas, right? So it's <laughs> like, like, the game is cold. It's yeah. freezing. <laughs> sure, yeah, if you want to <laughs> see it like that. But yeah, I have gotten stuck on the geometry a couple of times, having to okay. restart from the last checkpoint. But other than that, it plays as well as World's any greatest other greatest detective stuck yeah. on a, a like ledge. <laughs> and that's one thing that I I think this game has a does better than the previous two Arkham games is that they lean a bit more into the detective part. You yeah. actually have to reconstruct some crime scenes, and I think that's cool. It's for sure more detective work than you did on the other games. And that's a neat thing. That is true. Yeah. But like you mentioned before, it, I have noticed 
how the game doesn't have many references to Batman lore or DC lore as the other games have. Yeah, it it from what I remember, it just like focused on the story that it had. Yeah, which was a totally fine story. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, there was just that like extra level of detail that I really missed. Mm-hmm. That one. But yeah, I I enjoyed all what I played as much as any other Arkham games. Like I said before, mm-hmm. this is a game that I have been wanting to replay for a long time. The only other time I played it was when it came out on the PS PS3. I beat it back then, and ever since then I've been wanting to come back to it. I have come back to the other Arkham games since those have been remastered and gotten more love than this game. Yeah. And I wish this game got more love and more attention from Warner Bros. But yeah. Go play like, Arkham Origins. Yeah, if you can go play Arkham Origins, especially if, if you like the Arkham games and you haven't played Good stuff. Uh, the... Ooh, it looks like you did the Resident Evil 3 demo. Yeah. You didn't play it? How was that? I, no, I'm, I'm way too scared. <laughs> did you play? I'm a big old scaredy cat, man. Yeah. Did you play the other, I... the other remake? Are we too? No, I was thinking about it, but then I was just like, you know what? I'm too scared. <laughs> Dude, are we too? And now with RE3, this is the best example of how to do a remaster well. It really modernizes. RE2 and RE3 were PS1 games. And these feel, RE2 and RE3 remake, they feel like modern games now. It is really the... This is... Oh, God. I I, 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 I was just kind of say... This is the kind of game that I like to live vicariously th- <laughs> through someone else. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, you really like this game? Go you. Go. Good for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not for I mean, me. Yeah. These two are the pinnacle, I think, of remastering. And the Ari engine that these two games use, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Really, it's beautiful. The, yeah, the they, quality it really they is look something. fantastic. Yeah. But... Uh, for the game in specific, I had never played RE3 before, and I think it's a fine demo to show you what the game is about, but mm-hmm. then again, I one, I think it's too short, maybe for me, I would say. And how, how long it took? It? it took me 30 minutes. That's what she said. <laughs> That's also what she said. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, it took me. Th- so, yeah, so it's it's like half an hour. Yeah, more or less. But I have seen people beat it in twenty minutes. I uh, I was watching okay. kind of funniest, uh, let's play of this, and it took them twenty minutes. Uh, but I mean, it, it is if you had played Ari Two Remake before, it is really a continuation of it. But in a way, at least in, in this section that they have you play, it is more open and more action than RE2 Remake, at least. Where RE2 Remake had you be inside this police station with these corridors, small tight spaces. 
Army right. 3 remake has you outside for most of it, I would say. And yeah, other than that, it has the same puzzle system of it. It has the same. You have zombies and so, you have to kill them. They are in your path and conserve your ammo when you try to kill them. I know. Question for you. Yeah. You mentioned that this one is more outside. Yes. So I'm imagining like more space and, and, and stuff. And in my mind, that leads me to think this is more action focused. Is, is that correct? Uh, I would say it's as action focused as RE2 Remake was. Even okay. though it, it is more open, the zombies are still out there and you still have the same ammo limitations you have. You still have to manage your inventory so you can go guns blazing and kill everyone you see. You have yeah. to run sometimes. You have. How now, was uh, Mr. X? <laughs> whatever his no, name this was. Is, uh, Tyrant, if I'm not mistaken. Mr. X was in RB2. It's a, all right, it's, whatever. They're all the same to me. Yeah, it is the same, but it's not. <laughs> it, yeah. it is the same in, in that they are both big tanks of men. But what I think Tyrant might, might be more scary. Dude, I, 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 saw, I, saw, I saw those, like, gifs of, of him, like, j jumping out in front of you. Yeah. And I was just no, like, yeah, yeah, no, I no, had, that I had the moment, illegal. Dude, I, I had the moment. I, I, when I saw him for the first time, I just turned around, ran the other way. I thought, hey, I have a lot of distance between me and him. He won't catch up. And then, boom, he catches up to me right in front of me. And the worst part like, is... No, sir, I am arresting you. That is against the law. Yeah. You cannot do that. No, too Stay fast. You're uh, above the speed limit. You have to chill out. And it doesn't help that he also has some tentacles in his hand. So he can grab you tentacles, from a distance. Kinky. Oh, yeah, if that's your thing. <laughs> if BDSM <laughs> and hentai is your thing, you love it. But, but yeah, no, Tyrant is way more scary than... Mr. X was in RE2. And it, we know that he will be able to follow you into save, uh, save rooms. I, and that is even more scary. I heard that was not true. That it the is safe rooms true, actually are safe. No, it is true to some extent. He will be able to follow you into some. Not all, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Maybe I may be mistaken, but that's the clarification I, I saw. He can follow you to some safe rooms, but some will be safe. Safe. I'm seeing if I can look it up here. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember this from a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know when that was. But yeah, going back to the demo, it is. If you if you enjoyed Ari Two Remake, you will enjoy this game and i think if you enjoyed resident evil 3 the original you will enjoy the remake it is it does feel like a modern resident evil i have only played rv1 remake in that style and i love the work they did with how they remade it all to be more modern instead of this the style that they had before okay so this is 
coming from Polygon. Uh, this is written by Nicole Carpenter back on March 6th. Uh, and it says, turns out Resident Evil 3's safe rooms are still safe. And they write, okay, so Resident Evil 3's safe rooms are safe after all. The sanctuary of the game's safe rooms, just like they were in Resident Evil 2, will be off limits to Nemesis, which is his name, not Tyrant. Um, or I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe they're both the same. I don't know, but they call him Nemesis. Uh, though he will be able to break down doors to get to Jill Valentine. The confusion began after official Xbox magazine outlined in in encounter with Nemesis in a room uh, with a progress-saving typewriter, the editor said. It was mistaken for a safe room, but apparently mm. there will be clues in the music and elsewhere yeah. to determine where is safe and where is not. Yeah, I'm reading here a quote that says, Nemesis can bust into safe rooms, not safe rooms. So there are gotcha. some rooms that you can save your progress that I guess he can burst into, but your typical safe room, apparently he cannot. Interesting. So there's that. I think it's it like would the, have been scarier if he, uh, he would have followed you into safe rooms. The whole like safe room, save room mm. thing is like the Xbox X and the Xbox <laughs> S. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. They sound just the same. Yeah. But again, I, I, I recommend you play it, at least try it out. Or if not this one, I, I heard that Capcom released the the demo for Resident Evil 2 Remake without the time mm -hmm. limit that they originally included. So I would say gotcha. try them out. I might at least try them out, because yeah. I was interested in RE2, mm -hmm. but it, it was just one of those things of like, I know I really hate horror yeah. stuff, so <clears throat> I don't know. Well, I'm not traditionally a fan of horror, but playing through RE2 and RE3, uh, I, I think I'm now a fan of the series. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. They Good aren't stuff. that scary. They are more tense, I would say. They for sure, sure. are tense in some parts, but not necessarily sure. scary. There are some scary, but not... Okay. And then for my last game that I played... I played that new Call of Duty Warzone mode. Oh, yeah. Okay. How did that go? Yeah. So, I I'm not really a a Call of Duty fan. If you heard me before in the podcast, I started Call of Duty Modern Warfare and then just mm -hmm. stopped playing it, just because yeah. they're not really my type of games. And I'm also no not typically a a battle royale fan either. I have played Fortnite here and there, but usually I fall out from it. It doesn't really hook me up. But with Call of Duty Warzone, for whatever reason, I'm now wanting to play more of the game. I'm, I really have the urge to play more. God, it's hooks it. Yeah, it got to, it, it's hooks in me. Okay. But, so oh, 
tell me about it because I saw that it came out. Mm-hmm. I was interested in at least checking it out, mm-hmm. but I also never checked out Apex. Like I'm also not a battle royale person, mm-hmm. uh, and just with the vibe that I get from the Call of Duty community, I really am not interested in those games all that much. So it was just yeah. like, I I want to like this, but I I don't know. I would say try, I would say try it out at least. But okay, okay. So the war zone. Is actually two parts. One is the battle royale segment, and the other one is plunder. Both they both use all uh, the same assets and the same gameplay and the same all from regular Call of Duty, mm-hmm. but now in a battle royale royale setting. Uh, yeah, so it's your typical battle royale, but the difference is. M- I guess it's not that different from other battle royals. Well, there's there's like 150 p- players. Yeah, that's one thing. It, it has more players, but it's not like 100 and 150. That doesn't really make a difference for you when you're playing. Yeah. But yeah, it's a typical battle royale, but with Call of Duty. Um, yeah. Actually, I, I don't mean, know why I'm so interested in the game. It is just another battle well, royale, but we so call I, Duty. I, I, I know they've also introduced this thing called the Gulag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite addition. So the Gulag, how it works is that if you, when you die your first time, you are sent into this prison, a Gulag. And right. first you have to wait for your turn, and then when it's your turn, it's... 1v1 you're into this in this small room each player is at the opposite end of each other you get a pistol and i think a bomb so the thing is that you have to kill your opponent and whoever gets right. to kill the the opponent gets to come back into the game you just yeah, I respawn yeah that's a really cool yeah it's like, it's a, 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 a addition yeah, it, it is a really cool addition. I really love that they included that. Because something that I hate with Battle Royales is that since I'm not good at them, I usually end up dying pretty soon. So yeah. getting the chance of coming back to life and not having to wait for your friends to revive you, which they can in this game, it also has that, so that thing. But is you get there to a time up. limit? Of of like, hey, you died. We're gonna give your teammates like a minute to respawn you or, no. or something. And if not, then it's like, all right, to the gulag. No, you. no, no. You die, and it's immediately immediately it plays a cutscene that it's you being sent to the gulag. They drag you into the gulag. It's okay. instant. You get there. You wait for your turn. Unless there's no one, then you go straight to it. And uh, yeah. You fight, and whoever wins gets to come back, and whoever dies, it's, they just die and hope for their teammates to bring them back. Or That was about to be my next yeah. question of, like, if you lose in the gulag, are you out for good, or can yeah, your no, teammates it's, still you, revive you? It's You died. You didn't get the chance to come back to life. 
And even if you die again, you only get one time in the gulag. If you die again, you don't gotcha. go back to the gulag and fight to come back. You're just done. Okay. Yeah, you're dead dead at that point. And you can revive your dead teammates. I'm not sure how, since um, whenever I die, I just don't wait for others to revive me and I just quit and start again. Yeah. But, or I'm also in the single player Battle Royale, which they added after they, the game came out or the mode came out. Nice. And so, yeah, I don't know how that works. Another thing that the game adds that I, I think there was another Battle Royale game that did it, but I'm not sure which one, is that there is money spread. Thunder. No, I'm still talking about the Battle Royale. There's money ah, okay. scattered around the map, and you can get the money, and there are some stations where you can buy perks, you can buy kill streaks, okay. if I'm not mistaken. You can buy this thing that lets you change your loadout. And yeah, that's an added, added, added thing into the Battle Royale formula. Interesting. Yeah, but other than that, it's just your typical Battle Royale. You are in a, you start in a plane, you get to drop wherever you want, the circle starts closing in, and you fight for your life. The other mode is Plunder. So and now it's Plunder. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Plunder, what it is, is you're in the same map as a Battle Royale, but it's kind of more similar to regular... Uh, regular multiplayer even that mm -hmm. you're with your team and if you die you just come back there's no permanent death okay and also there's no circle closing in so but the goal of plunder is that your team has to be the first one to reach one million dollars collected so there's gotcha. money scattered around the map like before money, 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 money. but money money matters more in this mode you go out and you start collecting money. And so whenever you get killed, you will drop money. So what you have to do is that there are some stations, or I'm not really sure when they pop up, because I, I don't think they're always there, that you have to go there to have your money be collected so that you don't lose it. Gotcha. But yeah, like I said, your team has to collect $1 million, the first one that gets there. I think they win or maybe they don't and they go into overtime because that's what I've heard from someone. I've never gotten there, so I don't know. But what are the different ways you can collect yeah. money? Is it only by like finding it on the map and killing someone? Yeah, so there are three ways. One is that there's money scattered around the map or in some loot boxes. You get it from that. The other way is whenever you kill someone, they will drop money and you collect it, you collect that money. And the third way is that there are some, oh, I forgot what they were called, some contracts. Let's, let's call them contracts. Okay. Where, where they tell you, hey, kill this person and you'll get this amount of money or secure this area and you'll get this money. Stuff like that. I, I think it was Abby Russell on the Giant Beast cast. I, I 
she said something about uh like bank robberies. What and stuff is 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 the, the, that a thing? Maybe. I don't know. I I, don't... I I I don't remember if it was her or not. But from what I I remember, it sounded like there were like certain locations that had you know a lot of money, like a bank. Maybe that you could go rob that bank, but if you did like alarms went off so people in the area knew that you were like trying to get this big thing of cash Um, but i i mean i don't know it sounds right i I mean i'm not that good so (laughs) there's a chance that i have never stumbled into it but it can't make it to the bank yeah it's like i'm just trying to get to the bank guys i mean it does (laughs) sound like there it's something that would be there I don't that, know. I would have to check it out. I, I didn't know. I said, yeah. If it's true, because, that would be neat. Yeah. If if that's true, that kind of reminds me more of like the Grand Theft Auto Five heists mm-hmm. and st- and stuff like that, or uh, in Red Dead Redemption, like let's go rob a train, yeehaw. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like. To, to have that in the middle of a multiplayer match yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. I would definitely have to look into it. But, yeah, that's pretty much the game. Another interesting aspect is that the top five players, I think, that have the most money on them, they will appear in the map. So, okay, yeah, so you'll know money, where to find problems. them. And So, yesterday was actually the first time I got to be on the top five, so I had that happen to me, mm-hmm. and that shit, to someone that's alone, and not that very good, it really makes it that much more intense to you, <laughs> because yeah. now people know where you are, and they'll that's find funny. you, and they'll kill you, and they will kill me because I'm not that good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... I would last yeah. that long. It's been forever since I played Call of Duty. I think the last one I played was Black Ops 2. Mm-hmm. And I only did this story mode. Yeah. So. Yeah, so definitely if you have even the small interest in Battle Royales, or if even if you like Call of Duty, I definitely definitely recommend checking it out. Cool. Um, yeah, it, it's cool that Activision released this for free. It is a free yeah. Call of Duty game, basically. I'm I'm hoping that they continue mm-hmm. this. Like Call of Duty Warzone is like the new free pillar of Call of Duty, yeah. right? And instead of them coming out with a new v- 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 version, like every every so often, it's just like. Hey, this is Call of Duty Warzone. It will be included with all of these mm-hmm. like new installments, and there'll just be an update for uh, whatever the next game is. Yeah, and stuff already. They, they Wars- had. Oh, sorry. No. What was the name of the Call of Duty Battle Royale that came out last year? Yeah, I, I don't remember the name. I know it, it was on Black Ops Four. But I yeah, I don't remember. Blackout. Yeah, blackout. It might have been. Yeah, that was it. Cause like I, I, 
I feel like that was them maybe testing the waters. And then this is them just being like, bam, here is the final thing. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they won't be like, next year, here's a new thing. You know, they'll just be like, okay, here's an update for that thing that you have. Yeah. It, It will be interesting to see what they do in the future whenever they release another game how much they will Indeed. keep supporting Warzone. Because it is... I might have to go check it out. It is, in a way, tied to the most recent Call of Duty, to Modern Warfare. If, yeah, if, you, have a, like... if you have the game, it is another game mode, but you can still download it by, its, by itself. But still, it exactly. is tied to yeah. Modern Warfare. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Because, yeah, because, like, they could keep the same structure... Mm-hmm. And just with whatever the the next Call of Duty is, just update the map or like yeah. here's a new map, right? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, because they, it is they, one they, map they, right they, now. based on whatever one they put out mm-hmm. that year. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the map for the Battle Royale it it is a mix of the other maps already in the game all put gotcha. into one, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe when, whenever they release the, uh, the next Call of Duty, they will have then a new map. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that's what I've been playing these two weeks. And now, what have you been playing? I have been talking for a long time right now. I have been putting in some major work yeah. in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Ooh. Um, that is it. That is all I have been playing. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I, I've just it, for the past like week and a half now, it like every single night, it's like four or five hours of of playing in Assassin's Creed. Um, I've beaten the main story. Oh, I think. <laughs> you think? And that's kind of one of my major problems with this game. Um, so I, I have to say, th- this game is amazing. It is magnificent. It's fascinating. It is huge. There's so much to do. It does not stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world that they have created is beautiful. Like, I love running up and down the statues and the temples and stuff like that. The moment-to-moment gameplay, I love. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so good. I think this is a terrible Assassin's Creed <laughs> game. This was actively bad, in my opinion. Um, so I thought the, the story was terrible. Wait, so bad in general, or... Specifically as as an Assassin's Creed game. More specifically as an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Because, like, it's it's difficult to talk about because it's it's like, this is just, like, no longer what I wanted. Mm -hmm. It is something else entirely. Yeah. But that new thing is really good. Yeah. Like, you're, you're on, you're on to something. Um, but for me, the, the, the story, uh, whether it was in Assassin's game or not, was very lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, they did this 
weird thing where there is no end credits to the game. Um, okay. You just un yeah you, you you just unlock the achievement and it's like that's it that's the end. Huh. And you can just keep playing. And so on one hand, like I get what they're going for, and I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea behind it that that, that it's it, it it's like hey this world is still con- continuing like you can still play the game is not done necessarily yeah. right but in terms of the story that i think they were trying to tell as the like main story it just makes it end like a wet fart <laughs> it, it it just stops and it's like okay that's it it's like wait there's there's no like fanfare there's no like thanks for playing our game here's everyone that worked on it and all you know like i i I don't necessarily need that stuff but like there is this like ceremony Mm. right when when you beat a game or when you get done watching a movie like there is this thing of just like oh man that was it yeah like i i I, I just beat the game Mm -hmm. and on this there's nothing and so i was just like oh that's it okay well yeah there you go <laughs> yeah um i mean this that was one of my biggest problems with odyssey and not only odyssey but origins and syndicates see, I don't to some think... extent that they had gone so far far away from what assassin's creed used to be sure yeah and that's mainly why i have this gotten so much distance with the franchise now I used to be a fan of yeah. Assassin's Creed, and now I'm not that fan anymore because of this game. See, I really liked Origins, despite it being a, a, a hell of a lot more like an RPG. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it basically yeah. was. I also really enjoyed that story. It was fantastic. That is the origins of the of the assassins and how they got started yeah assassin's creed odyssey really has nothing to do with that story like it it has nothing to do with the assassins or the templars in Mm. fact uh the you the only time that you see the pieces of eden Mm -hmm. are if you beat like four optional Four optional bosses. You have to beat the mythical beasts, yeah, and that unlocks a piece of Eden. But that's that's stuff you don't have to do, mm-hmm. and it's more difficult bosses. Like, yeah, those are really challenging. Yeah, I and mean, so it's almost like they're trying to, like, like they're they're ashamed. Of yeah. Like, oh yeah, we're we don't really want to be as associated with all of that stuff what if we just like tuck it away behind some extra stuff yeah you know i mean the closest thing you encounter in the game that is connected to the lore of the Assassin's Creed is that that whole place that's from the what do they call the the ancient civilization the like, people that came yeah the, before the, or something yeah that's Kind of like the only connection to the Assassin's Creed lore that you actually encounter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's one of the things that that really pushed me away is that 
I was so invested in the lore of the games and those two came before the Assassin's Creed, the Assassin's Order, the Templar, Templars, and all that. And then, yeah, they they have gone so far away from that. It's like they they want to make a different game, a separate game, but still have the tie in a way to Assassin's Creed or to the name Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like especially after playing through Origins, I was really hoping that this was going to be the origins of the Templars and just how that started. And I guess you could kind of say the cult was that, mm. but I mean they ha- they have like a similar mindset, but it like that's the thing, they just don't connect those yeah dots they don't mention it it's just some random cult this story is happening to some random person mm-hmm. and that's it yeah. right like i i it, it it just it didn't do it for me in that sense and i like i was a fan of the prince of persia of the prince of persia games mm-hmm. uh back when those were a thing and i loved them and then they stopped making them, and then they made Assassin's Creed as, like, the spiritual successor, right? Yeah. Like, hey, we took a lot of those same ideas, we improved them, we changed it up a bit, here's something new, right? Mm-hmm. That's essentially where they are with Assassin's Creed right now, but they're just calling it the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here just like, it's not! It's not the same. This is not what you think it is. Change yeah. the name or something. Yeah, like, no, and something that know. really sucks is that by the end of Assassin's Creed 3, they were, like, planning the seeds to something else to come with this mm-hmm. whole God being released with Desmond's death. And then after that, Assassin's Creed 4 did touch on it. Like... It did kind of follow that story in a way, progressed it a bit. But then as, as the games kept progressing, that was then just set to the background to some hidden stuff you would find somewhere. Yeah. And then the most we have gotten from that whole storyline came in Origins. Where they brought it up, I think, in some DLC. And it's so sad to see them, like building something up and then never getting a payoff for that yeah yeah speaking of the dlc i have that Mm -hmm. but now i'm not very interested to play it like it's just like well if i mean if you guys aren't gonna progress the story or basically deal with the, the whole thing that these games are built on why should i continue p- playing like this makes yeah. no sense uh, apparently the dlc does have some connections to the lore and all like the first one has yeah. to do with the hidden blade in some way okay yeah and, and then one of those the one that had the big controversy had to do with your character having a kid and that being continuing in, on the bloodline yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there there is, like, the whole Atlantis stuff, which is kind of you going out to find those pieces of Aiden mm-hmm. to unlock 
Atlantis or what happened to them. So, I, I mean, I, I might still play it, but I, I just feel very discouraged yeah from no, it. playing it so yeah uh i i did have some like really just like stupid funny moments mm-hmm. happen in, in in that game i think i already mentioned that one where i think i fucked a wolf yeah. uh that one was weird and strange mm-hmm. um <laughs> but uh I I had another one where I was with a certain character and she was leading me into town. And along the road, there is this fight that uh, has broken out uh, between some Spartan soldiers and some Athenian soldiers. And instead of like going around it, the character that I'm following stops gets off their horse and then just starts fighting <laughs> like in, in 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 this thing and so i get d- 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 down being like okay am i supposed to like kill these people that's strange uh well i'm in sparta right now so i'll go kill the athenians because that makes sense mm-hmm. um and i start killing the athenians but like when when you have a big weapon, you just start sewing in it, and it hits yeah. whoever. <laughs> and so I I hit some of the Spartans, and the Spartans are fighting me. The Athenians <laughs> are fighting me, and and then all of a sudden, like random t- towns members just start <laughs> piling in, and it just, it just it's this huge fight. Yeah, and you beat them <laughs> up. I'm just like, I hate this. I didn't mean to kill anyone. I just wanted to get to my next objective. <laughs> That's fine. And. Yeah, and so then I I ended up dying, and it restarted the thing, and so we got back on our our horses, and we went down the town road, and there's no one there, and we just continue on, oh. and that's that. So that just was like, just our run fight. I was just like, this is that was so dumb. Yeah. I I hated it, but I loved it. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it it's it's still just like. The the moment to moment game play mm-hmm. is fantastic. Like yeah. to have something like that happen naturally, randomly. I was like that 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 was amazing. That was so much fun. Um, or yeah, like going to some kind of fortress, and it's like okay, you need to go kill this one specific person, or go steal this treasure, and that's it. I'll I'll be like no that is not it I need to kill every single p- person in this entire I- 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 area and it'll t- <laughs> take me like half an hour right and then it's just like I I love I love that like that that's the I think may, maybe the one thing that I miss the most mm-hmm. from the older ass- Assassin's Creed games is that. I felt like I got to know those locations yeah. intimately. Like I like th- those big fortresses, it would take me forever to go kill the per- person that I needed to go kill cuz I was like, okay, I need to make sure I'm super stealthy and no one spots me and I'm going to pile up all of the, the b- 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 bodies in this one room so that no one spots them. You know, mm. 
and and like i i remember taking an art history course uh in college and we got to a slide of a certain building and i was like i know that place yeah i was on 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 top of that building (laughs) just yesterday in assassin's creed yeah no that happens to me whenever i see pictures of florence or rome right yeah Yeah. it's like dude i've been there i've been climbing on that third pillar right there (laughs) um but with origins but especially odyssey like i don't feel like i really got to know the environments like it was just like okay it's just another square temple yeah that's it well that's you know so the story is so far like so far old i don't know how to say it but so old yeah. that yeah, you have no connection to it now. That yeah. we don't really know how they really look like, so they have to them themselves model all that all those and we don't have as many landmarks that we can put over on yeah. that time period as opposed to say France in the fifteen hundreds or Italy in mm-hmm. the fifteen hundreds. Yeah. yeah. Or or like if you're looking at Black Falak, mm. like I don't really remember a specific location yeah. from that one, but your ship, the Jackdaw, oh, yeah. right? Like mm. that was the big thing, and I like I don't feel that same kind of connection to the ship that I ha- have yeah. in this one. So it, like it, it just it really feels like they are making this into something else yeah no for sure you know so yeah well but we'll never it. get that old essence creed yeah it sucks, sucks but that's all i've been playing i beat the game in like 79 hours Jesus. 79 hours yeah <laughs> i think last i checked in i was at like hour 32 <laughs> so Dude, it took me a month and and some to just beat Kakarot in forty hours or so. Yeah, yeah. So this week I put in some work. Yeah. Uh, well, what's next though? What what should I? So I I still have the DLC for Division Two mm-hmm. to beat. I'm about almost halfway done with that. I've done like two of the sections. Uh, and then I still have to beat Bloodroots. So I, I think yeah. those are the ones that I will be playing this week. But yeah. let's get on to some housekeeping so we can finally dive into some news and all of that stuff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. You guys can find more information about all of them on our website, which is thewhatnots.com. Uh, let's see, we are about to hit episode 100 of the review show, uh, which is our weekly book club style show. Ignacio, you were on that a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. uh, when we talked about the anime film, Your Name. Yeah, my favorite favorite movie of all time. There you go. Good stuff. I think for episode 100 on on that show, we are going to be doing a compare and contrast 
episode between what Melissa thinks is the best superhero <laughs> movie okay. and what I think is the best superhero movie. Huh. She has picked Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire <laughs> one. Has she seen that movie since it came out? Has she know. seen any movies recently? I, 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 I mean, granted, that's the best one of the three. I mean, yeah, technically. But uh, we'll see what her arguments are. Mm. I picked uh, Captain America 2 Winter Soldier. Okay, that's more respectable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we will see. I think that one will be fun. We're going to be comparing and contrasting contrasting those two and what they say about superhero films and stuff like that so be on the lookout for all of that uh on our website or your podcasting platform of choice just type in the whatnots and you guys can find all of our shows if you like what we do patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month mm -hmm. uh you know Maybe in the coming weeks, since we're trapped at home, maybe you and I can figure out something of like, hey, here's a bonus episode or or something for crossplay. Mm. We still have to get some Patreon exclusive stuff up yeah. for crossplay. Uh, but we do have a number of exclusive contents at our three dollar tier, so you guys can go check all of that stuff out. Uh, and we would also like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam. And thank you, Christine, for helping us out. Uh, we appreciate you both, uh, especially in the midst of all of these, yeah. this like virus craziness stuff. Yeah. Shout out to Sam and Christine. They are exactly. the real MVPs here. Okay. So let's see, news stuff. How many news things do we got? Seven. That number did not change. Good. <laughs> I did not, did not plan that because I uh, left that in from last week. Yeah. Okay. We got a bunch of news to t talk about here. Uh, let's start off. Microsoft and Sony mm -hmm. have released the specs for their Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. Finally. Uh, yeah. We, we finally know how powerful these machines yeah. are. Xbox released the theirs last week. Mm -hmm. We would have been talking about it last week, but we didn't get to record. Yeah. Uh, but it worked out because here comes Sony being like, hey, here's all of our stuff. <laughs> there you go. Um. A lot of this stuff is going to be technical jargon. Yeah. Uh, Ignacio, you put a very nice comparison chart. Yeah. It's coming from IGN wikis. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at that right now. Okay, I'm going to highlight a couple of these. Yeah. And maybe we can talk about it a little bit more. Here comes... All the technical jargon. Uh, first up, we still do not know the price. We know the release date will be holiday 2020, yeah. as far as we know. Um, yeah, they are sticking to it for now. 
So mm-hmm. it, it would be interesting to see if they actually stick to it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know like an hour or so before we started recording, PlayStation updated their website to yeah. say PS5 is coming uh, and they still have holiday 2020. Yeah, I mean, at this there, point, so. they they must be seeing what's going on in the world and praying that it will yeah. get at least better as the year goes on. But yeah, there's a big yeah. uh, big chance that it won't happen. It it seems like China is mm-hmm. starting to c- clear up. Yeah, they some. So that's a good thing because I I know a lot of manufacturing and stuff c- c- comes yeah from china yeah it has been slowing so, down in china and so now it's we'll have to wait and see when when workers will go back into the factories exactly yeah fingers crossed yeah but i mean it would be interesting to see if they actually stick to holiday 2020 because they had to be weighing in between do we release it later and have more units, but it's still later, and all that it, all that 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 implies. Or do we release it when we thought we wanted it to release it, but with fewer units? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Go on with we'll that. I'm, I'm I'm sure we'll get some more news around E3 time. Yeah. But back to the we'll comparisons. See. Uh, they both have 4K UHD Blu-ray drives. Uh, they're let's see. The PlayStation Five has 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 mm-hmm. RAM, uh, 256-bit. I don't know if that means anything. Xbox Series X has the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, from what I think that bit means, I would be surprised if the Series X doesn't have that same beat, that number. Yeah, but also I'm not so sure what what it means. The PlayStation 5's memory bandwidth is 448 gigabytes a second. Mm-hmm. The Xbox Series X says 10 gigabytes at 560 gigabytes a second and six gigabytes at 335 gigabytes a second yeah um that is starting to get into the technical stuff that i don't understand yeah i'm I know sure they released a a like a 23 minute long video with a youtuber whose name i do not remember mm-hmm. um and that explained it all i yeah watched most of it i mean it, it has but, to do it, with how fast the console can retrieve information from the storage, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I mean, seeing these two numbers, we will only know really what is the best on action when the consoles come out. I think now it's Mm -hmm. too soon and we don't have enough information to know really how different these numbers are compared to each other. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, the CPU, let's see, PlayStation 5 has, uh, eight Zen 2 cores, uh, at 3.5, uh, HGZs. What's that one? Yeah, I I believe it's, it should be GHC. 
gigahertz. Oh, okay, G- gigahertz. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense because that's what it says on the Xbox One. Yeah, that's a typo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xbox has the same thing except theirs are three point eight gigahertz, mm-hmm. uh, and it will go down to three point six gigahertz with SMT. Yeah, which is something that I also do not know what that means. I think that's clock um, speed. And the higher it should be better, but also the higher it can bring some problems. So again, okay. we'll see. We'll have to wait and see when the consoles come out to see the real difference. Okay. Also, these numbers are so close. That... So no, I don't think it's yeah. that different. A couple more that I will read off here. Uh, the GPU for the PlayStation 5 is a custom AMD Radon... RDNA Navi 10.28 teraflops, mm-hmm. 36 CUs at 2.23 gigahertz, supports ray tracing and 3D audio via the Tempest engine. Uh, for Xbox, their GPU is a custom AMD Radeon RNDA Navi 12 teraflops, 52 CUs at 1.825 gigahertz, supports DirectX ray tracing. Uh, Let's see. And the last one I will read off for now, let's see, is... I think the data transfer Which one one should I do? Data transfer speed. You said the data... Transfer speed. Okay. Yeah, that's PlayStation Five is five point five gigabytes a second raw and eight to nine gigabytes a second compressed. For Xbox, it is two point four gigabytes raw and four point eight gigabytes a second compressed. Yeah. So this means that the PS4 seems to be twice as fast than the Series X when it comes to retrieving information from the hard drive, if I'm not mistaken. The solid-state drive. So, yeah. It seems that in that form, the PS5 is faster. At least twice twice as fast. Gotcha. Yeah, that's an interesting number, I think. Well, once again, IGN has a great uh, comparison chart Mm -hmm. that you guys can go look at. I'm sure you guys can also find the YouTube video that Xbox put out of all of their specs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's some good information. I don't necessarily understand <laughs> all the numbers and yeah. stuff. That's I, not me. I'm, I only understand I'm, some of the numbers. And that's yeah, because like, I, I'm I have tech savvy. Some, yeah. But I'm like the lay per- 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 person's tech savvy. Right? Yeah. Um, Whereas you, you're, you're an electrical engineer. Yeah, that's so, why you, I understand you know, this... some a bit more. I haven't had many classes that touch on these subjects. But yeah, see, looking at these numbers, they, I mean, the, the big thing that people want to focus on are the teraflops. Yeah. The Series X has a bigger bigger teraflop count 12 teraflops yeah as opposed to the ps5's 10.28 that being said 
and this is something Cerny brought up in the presentation, is that focusing on the teraflops isn't that isn't a good thing because the teraflops don't tell the whole story. For example, yeah, the teraflop is the no, the number for the teraflops you get from multiplying, I think, three variables. If I'm not mistaken, here in the chart there are two: the 36 CUs and the clock speed for the PS5. So. Okay. Yeah, the number of teraflop you get from three different variables, if I'm not mistaken. So while yeah. the Xbox has a higher teraflop count, the PS5 has a faster clock, which is one of the variables. But it has a lower CU count, and that's why the number is lower in the end. But then again, exactly. the GPU isn't the only thing here. If you look at the data transfer speed, the PS5 has twice what the Series X has. And that, mm -hmm. depending on the situation, will be faster. But depending on other situations, the Series X might be faster. So, yeah. like I've been saying, this... we won't really know how, which one is better until the consoles come out and we can compare the games. That makes sense, yeah. Mm -hmm. This really reminds me of, like, specking a character in the division two mm -hmm. or in destiny or yeah. something right like you can kind of be like okay well i like this gun better because it has a faster clock speed or yes. something <laughs> like yeah that. faster Whereas fire rate something or, else or uh... yeah which which something else is like hey well we have these numbers that are mm -hmm. bigger than that one right so it, it just they they both do about the same thing it's mm -hmm. just like do you want one that can reload a little bit faster, or do you want one that like has just like the slightest bit more punch? Yeah, but it you know it's slower on the reload. Yeah, so. and also those aren't the only things that differentiate these consoles. We have to look, for example, right. at how Sony is tackling 3D audio, or how the Series X is tackling ray tracing. They are both exactly. doing yeah. some things their own way. So, yeah, we don't know really now which one is the better one. We have seen reports of some developers saying that the PS4, the PS5 is way better than the Series X. And we have seen reports of developers saying the opposite. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we'll just have to wait and knows? see. Mm -hmm. I will make notes of one thing. Uh, Something Mark Cerny in in his presentation said caused a little bit of confusion yeah. uh, on like what the backwards compatibility will be um, with the PlayStation Five, and they have come out to clarify mm -hmm. uh, what they said, and which is just a note that um, the overwhelming majority of the four thousand plus PS Four titles will be playable on PlayStation 5. Yeah. Now, the thing we don't know, does that mean day one? Does mm. do, do, do We don't know exactly Yeah, I mean, yet. I, I don't think they will, like, only have some ready for, for launch. I don't think that's how they'll do backwards compatibility. 
the thing, if if you go back to what Cerny said and even what the block said, I think that mm-hmm. that was more miscommunication or not getting the right message out. What they said is that they now know, they have tested that the majority of the 100 top most played PS4 games run well on the on the console. But that's sure. just them being honest because when you recreate different hardware without using really the same hardware, you won't know for sure if every game will work on it. You can really you can make the assumption that at least most of them will work, but you can ne- never be sure unless you test every game out that every game will work. If you go back to other consoles that have done backwards compatibility, they all have that asterisk. If you go back to the Game Boy Advanced or the PS2, the PS3, they all have that asterisk that at least most games are playable on this console because you can never be sure when you're just recreating the other infrastructure, not having it in there. So what did you think of Mark Harney's presentation? I mean, to me... I mean, I'm I'm more interested in what you thought of it first. Yeah, so I I've been working from home this mm-hmm. p- past week, uh, so I kind of had it on in the background while I was working. Oh, so you didn't? I wasn't didn't expecting it to be like a a reveal mm-hmm. or or stuff like that. Like I knew it it was going to be like numbers and technical yeah. jargon and stuff like that. So I mean, I got what I expected. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that they were a little bit more prepared to be like, okay, here's the takeaways from this. Like here is a chart with all of these specs yeah. where I, I, or as I think I saw sites like I, I, I IGN trying to figure it out and parse it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think their presentation was for a very specific. Yeah audience yeah for sure but then there's people like me who might not be their target audience but i still enjoyed it Mm -hmm. but i still would have also loved to just like just give me the bullet points of what i want to to know yeah which at the end of the day might not mean all that much Mm -hmm. right because as we said it's just like well spec your character Mm -hmm. out it's you just pick one they're both about the same yeah but i I like what xbox did did did, because they had uh that big old blog post um but then they had these like these these tweets that Mm -hmm. they put out that just had the like hey there's 12 teraflops this and 12 teraflops that yeah you know it's just like all right cool that's that's all i need yeah i know and also they they when they came out with all these specs, they also had partnered with some YouTubers to have them dumb down or show people what these numbers really mean in action. Yeah. You can go and see yeah. the video the, of Quigger streaming, for example. Uh, they were showing off mine craft with the ray tracing. That was amazing. Yeah. No, it really was like a different game. Yeah. It totally did. I was like, that is not the same game. No, no way. No, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that, that looks 
fantastic. Yeah, I know. The reason I, I wanted to know your opinion first is that to me, this presentation, I'm accustomed to it because it, it really felt like an engineering presentation. And I'm yeah. accustomed to that. Yeah. It really, really felt like an engineering, engineering presentation to the point that even Cerny at one point had a slide with Fourier transforms and inverse Fourier transforms. And that's something I'm seeing <laughs> on my classes. So, yeah. yeah, it was really interesting seeing that. But yeah, then again, they, they said that this was uh, their, their GDC presentation and due to everything that happened. Mm -hmm. Now they had this, this presentation that they could either throw into the trash or do something with it, put, that, put it out. So in that yeah. way, it, it was a GDC presentation. And I don't think people who really came out from it really disliking it or really, I don't know, angry, but disappointed on it, I think it's more on them for themselves creating something that wasn't there or wasn't going to be there. Sony said beforehand what it was going to be and still people thought that it would be more. Right. Yeah, I, I saw people on 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 Twitter being like, oh my God, I'm so excited for the PS5 mm -hmm. reveal. And I was just like, yeah, no, that's not nope. it. That's not it. Yeah, and that's not what they said. They really, they said in that tweet, come see Mark Cerny, take a dive, deep dive or whatever into the architecture of it. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, I so, do get why, why people got excited. This is the most we have gotten from the PS5 in so long. And to be exactly. this, yeah, I mean, it is a bit disappointing. But then again, that's not what they said it, this would be. And this was exactly. was never meant to be that. This was meant to be a GDC presentation, and because of everything that happened, we are now releasing it online. Exactly. Mm. Here's the important question, though: mm -hmm. Were those audience members fake? <laughs> I, I think they, that everyone wants to, to know. They must have been fake. I. I know I, I was focusing on them for a bit, and I don't think they ever moved. They did the, move. Yeah, but not... But not I they moved in be, some specific parts, I think. Yeah. Were I they moving? Honest, I didn't even notice them mm -hmm. until, until like I was listening to a podcast like two days after, and I was like, wait, there were people there? Oh my god! Uh, mm, and then I, yeah, I was like, "Well, they—I mean, they—they they look fake, but they're—they move every now and then." But yeah, yeah but just to like, they didn't move like people. I don't know. But... It was weird. I don't think they were real. <laughs> That's so funny. I think the only thing real there was the podium on his computer. Mark Cerny wasn't even real. No, Mark Cerny's a robot. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Hey, with the power of the PS5, they got to render Cerny. <laughs> <laughs> it's that good, the console. Dude, how crazy would that be if they revealed that afterwards? Like, this was all made ent entirely yeah. in p 
PlayStation 5 on Dreams. Yeah, no, they, they should have ended it with this was all in in game footage. In an in yeah, engine footage. Made in Dreams. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Let's move on, on from all of that stuff. Um and let's talk a little bit about E3, since we didn't get to talk about that last week. Yeah, let's talk about E3. E3. I can I can't wait. I'm so yeah. excited for E3 well, this year. Too too bad for you, Ignacio. Wait, what? Don't don't come back to the United States for this oh, no. one. What happened? Uh according to Matt Kim at IGN, uh he writes E3 2020 has been officially canceled over concerns about the novel coronavirus or COVID-19. Uh, this marks the biggest impact on a video game show this year as a result of a public of public health concerns regarding the COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, the Entertainment Software Association is now exploring the possibility of an online experience to replace the show. A statement from the ESA reads, After careful consultation with our member companies regarding the health and safety of everyone in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners, we have made the difficult decision to cancel E3 2020, scheduled for June 9th through 11th in Los Angeles. Following in increased and overwhelming concerns about COVID-19, uh, we felt this was the best way to proceed during such an unprecedented global situation. We are very disappointed uh, that we are unable able to hold this event for our fans and supporters but we know it's the right decision based on the information we have today e3 canceled <laughs> why Ignacio, pull yourself together pull yourself together crying on a podcast come on man uh, call yourself a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether it was this virus or not, I think a lot of people were starting to think that E3 was dead. They they thought it had been dead for years. Um, and I I I, I just th think yeah, like I mean. What like a month ago we had mm -hmm. Jeff Keighley pull out, yeah, and then two two weeks ago we had the creative directors behind the they show mm -hmm. pull out, and none of them mentioned coronavirus yeah. as a thing of like, hey, you know, we don't think they're handling the health situation right. Like, no, none of that. It was just like, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah it's not working i mean yeah jeff keely leaving and the other thing that happened those were some hard shots into e3 but man this yeah. really is a death blow i think yeah yeah I, I would be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if next year we won't get an e3 i don't know like i i 
I really do think they are going to try and make some kind of online experience and mm. see how that works going forward. I don't know. I don't know how well that will do um, or, or who will, will cooperate. Yeah, I mean, who that, will right? show up? I mean, now developers are in the position that the by now they probably already had stuff prepared for E3, but now that mm -hmm. there won't be any three, they will have to do it all, release all the information on their own, their own time and all. So it would be interesting to see if come next year, if developers this year had their own events or saw success doing it at their own time. If E3 were right. to come back next year, would developers be interested in, even in a digital event, would they really be interested in sticking to a, to a week in, instead of doing it at their yeah. own time? I, like, I'm, I'm so conflicted because I think there is still value in, like, some kind of con Densed celebration, just like mm. a week long thing of like, hey, let's celebrate video games. Here's all the new stuff we're making. You know, like I, I think there's value in that still, mm -hmm. but I think there's also maybe just as much value of for 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 companies who are just like, what if we release our own video yeah. and we do it like two months before E3. Yeah, no. I, so that we are the the only ones in the news cycle that yeah, week. Right? Yeah, no. I, I doubt developers really like sharing the spotlight with so many other games. They, yeah. I think that with other E threes, they were in a position that they had to do it in E three because that's when the most amount of eyes would be on video games. But mm -hmm. now I doubt. Even if, say, E3 or whoever else says, hey, how about we carve out this one week and developers release their own information now? I doubt developers will really be interested in doing that without a proper E3. Yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see. Because I... So sad. I, I mean, there's just a part of me that still wants that experience like mm. i want to watch the press conferences yeah and all of the podcasts and giant bomb at 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 night and stuff like that like i i i, I love that time of of year and mm. it might not be there dude it's from like now on it's like waking up and seeing the Chris, christmas is dead no right yeah Ah, oh well. <sighs> Pour one out for the homie. Uh, okay, number three. We're gonna continue down the coronavirus news. Um, the game developers conference has been rescheduled for uh for August, mm -hmm. called GDC Summer. This is coming from Ryan Gilliam over at Polygon, and they write, uh, after its cancellation in February due to the COVID-19 outbreak, 
the Game Developers Conference will be rescheduled with a new name for later this year. GDC Summer will run from August 4th to the 6th at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Moscone. Or yeah, it's Moscone. Moscone. Not Moscone. Moscone. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. GDC Summer does not rep- re- replace next year's GDC. As the, conference, as the conference's new website states, don't wait until next March to drive your career and business forward. Uh, this version of GDC is shorter than the canceled conference running only Tuesday to Thursday rather than the full week GDC normally takes up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good for them for trying. No, yeah. I still think this is a stretch. I mean, yeah. Now we we don't know really by August things will have normalized by then but yeah i mean they they have to try at least they can't they can't have all go to waste this year they have to at least try yeah to at least salvage some of it but i I think it being in august will be interesting to see what how different of a gdc is compared to other years because you, you have to mm-hmm. take into account the fact that now Sony and Microsoft, if not, I think only them, have released their own, what they were planning to do on GDC this week. Right. Like, certain stock was going to be on GDC, but now they just released it to the public. So with that taken into account, it would be interesting what GDC will look like in August. And also... Right, yeah. It will be interesting because it will be so close to the next generation consoles. So maybe developers will start having a bigger push there. So maybe it balances out in the end. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Hope, hope, hopefully it works out. Yeah, hopefully um, it happens I'm, and hopefully it's all... I'm also n- not the target audience for oh, yeah, most for sure. of the gdc stuff yeah but it's it's one of those things that i recognize as like hey this is something that is imp- important to the developers yeah right like they they go there to uh learn from one another and uh have meetings and strike business deals and stuff like that so i i want it to happen because that's where the magic happens yeah. starts and also it, it would be sad to see gdc come out uh i mean die because it it is such a staple on the video game culture on the year even even though mm-hmm. it isn't something for the regular consumers it's always something talked about every year yeah so it would be sad yeah. to see exactly. it go uh, go away exactly moving on to number four games Com 2020 is still going ahead for now. Yeah, we'll see. This about is that. coming from Frazier Brown over at PC Gamer. And they write, uh, with GDC, E3, and countless other events postponed or canceled due to the coronavirus, 
the organizers of Gamescom have received inquiries about how it could be effective, especially since events with more than 1,000 attendees have been banned in its host city of Cologne. Uh, it's not until August, however, and will apparently be going forward as planned. In 2018, Gamescom saw 370,000 people squeeze inside Cologne's uh, colon mass across five days. Uh, In the height of summer, with thousands of bodies pressed together, some of them skipping a shower to get to all the games. (laughs) It's not exactly the healthiest or cleanest place in the world at the best of times but the ban on large events only goes up to april 10th uh though that could change yeah so they seem to be unaffected for now yeah for now again this is also an event happening in august Mm -hmm. we 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 don't know what things will be like then they might extend the ban it they might have to change their plans but i guess they're just playing it by ear yeah i mean with it being so far away right now they have to just stick to the plan and pray everything will solve itself by then and yeah yeah, i mean with e3 gone it would really be a second big blow to the video game industry to have gamescom just not having this year Yeah, because the game's yeah. gone. This past few years ha- has been growing and growing. In a way, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, not not only has it been growing, but it is like the largest event. Yeah, no, I, like, in, they, they, in there's a way, more. Yeah, there's more people at that. Yeah, than and could go to E3. Yeah, no, there way more people. It, it is a consu- a consumer event. It's open to public more yeah. than E3 ever was. But yeah, Gamescom these last few years has started to become like a second E3 on the year. So having mm-hmm. E3 just disappear, it would be an even bigger blow to the industry to have Gamescom disappear too. Yeah. I don't exactly. Know. By, that, by, na- by this time, they just have to hope things will get better by then. But we don't know. We, I just, so many things are changing so mm-hmm. fast, and and we we won't know what it looks like on the opposite end when yeah. the dust settles and we can go outside again, right? Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm also a big comic book nerd, <laughs> and they just shut down Diamond Dish Dish Distributing which is basically the only dish distributor of c- comics wow. and stuff like that. So, and it, I mean, that was already a system that was held together by yeah. duct tape. So it needed to change. <laughs> yeah. But in the manner that it just got shut down, like I, I don't know if the comics industry will survive. And there's so many uh, 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 other things like that. Just yeah. Like I, so many things are changing. 
and is gonna have to like figure it out somehow some way and i i don't know what that will look like mm-hmm. dude we thought 2019 sucked and we have such God. high hopes for the new decade and then we got this yeah uh, this year sucks Moving along, number five, I think the last thing for our coronavirus news this week. Uh, The next Smash DLC has reportedly been delayed due to COVID-19. This is coming from James O'Connor at GameSpot, who writes, In Sakurai's latest column in Japanese Famitsu magazine, as translated by Silicon Era, Sakurai has spoken about the impact of the pandemic on the development of new fighters for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Quote, My plans to present new fighter proposals to publishers have been delayed indefinitely, as I haven't been able to meet up with those involved. End quote. Uh. I, I... I, I don't know if we've specifically gotten games that have been delayed yet. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Wait. At, at, at least we? not many high-profile ones that have been made public yet, right? But no, I, I think we haven't. Now that I think about it. Yeah, because Final F- Square Enix came out saying that they won't delay Final Fantasy, and that's the closest one. Yeah. Um. This is not necessarily a new game. It's mm-hmm. DLC, but I, I, I still think it's pretty major. No, like, yeah, this it's is a big. super popular game. Um, mm. And we're just going to have to be set with what we have right now because <laughs> the fighters aren't coming out for some time. Yeah, no, the new batch of DLC got announced last year, and since then we haven't gotten much news about it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't seem that we'll get anything new for a while now. And that really sucks, especially for me, since Smash Brothers is a game that it's, it is the game that I play with my friends. Whenever we can, we yeah. gather up and we play Smash. And I think with my friends, we, we always look forward to the new characters. Yeah, no, having these come out. It really sucks for us. So, something I'm wondering um, is if, like, what these game delays might mean for the developers. Like, mm-hmm. do they just put everything on hold and move on to something else in the meantime? Or do they go back and polish? Do they start crunching on something else at their home? Who knows? Well, um, who knows if they can but, even work on anything? Because, right, yeah. yeah, as people have brought up, not everyone can, it, it isn't really, a, people cannot just bring the developer kids to their homes. Right. Those are on their exactly. NDAs and those have to stay at a specific place. So because of that, game development will get, you know, it's stopped because of all this, because no one can work on them. Yeah. I, I, there, there are certain things out there that I know they, they can work on, but yeah, a yeah. major part of that is going to be halted to a stop, mm-hmm. basically. Um, 
but the fact that he says my new my my plans to present new fighter proposals yeah. to publishers means that they haven't even started working on these yet. I mean, um, hopefully this means just not necessarily the first character, but maybe whatever comes next after that. Hopefully they have the first yeah. character already worked out with whoever holds the IP and hopefully they were already working on it. But yeah, yeah I, even then I doubt they they have been they have kept working on it now with this whole pandemic. I assume that that had been has been put on hold. We'll see, man. Although it's Nintendo, so maybe they have more of a chance to bring their whole their work back to their homes. Well, maybe. who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Enough about coronavirus stuff for right now. Uh, uh but staying in the Nintendo wheelhouse. Uh, this past week, they had a Indie World Showcase. Mm-hmm. Nintendo just announced a bunch of new indie games all coming to the Switch. Um, I know Newsweek, which is a news site that I didn't think I would be pulling from. <laughs> uh, this week, they, they have a fantastic rundown of everything that was uh, 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 announced, all of the trailers... Uh, all all sorts of stuff like that, so you guys can go check that out on Newsweek. Uh, a couple of the highlights: mm-hmm. Exit the Gungeon is available now. Yeah, on the Switch. It this was, there... was a Apple Arcade mobile exclusive. Oh, for a it was while. already out. Yeah, huh? yeah, know. it was on Apple Arc- Arcade. Huh. Didn't know. Um, but yeah, so yeah. with. Apple Arcade, they did a lot of like mobile exclusives. Yeah, like you can o- only get 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 it on Apple Arcade. You can't do it on Android or Google Play and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it was still available to go to consoles and stuff like that. Yeah, Does that makes sense. So, Exit the Gungeon is now available. Uh, Pixel Junk Eden is g- g- getting a surprise sequel. Yeah, they announced it Pixel sure was surprising too. Yeah, it mm-hmm. it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. I I have always heard the name Pixel Junk Eden, but I don't yeah. think I've ever seen it. Yeah, me uh, either. I know other Pixel Junk games, but Eden specifically, I had never seen gameplay of. But yeah, yeah Pixel Junk. I think it, it has been a while since we got any P- Pixel Junk game, so it it was nice seeing a new game. From them. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The Last Campfire, the new game from No Man's Sky's developer, Hello Giggy Games, will be launching this summer. I, I, I think we originally saw this like a year ago yeah. or so ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I forget in what presentation, but it looked amazing. It looked like a mix of Journey. <laughs> And something else. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, no, it, it definitely it, it was like one that. I was just like, ooh, I like that. That looks yeah. pretty. No, apparently we um, had seen it before, but I, when I saw this, I thought it was a new game. I forgot about it. Yeah. They announced it and just went dark. Mm-hmm. So 
but yeah, it, excited for that one. Yeah, it is nice to see Hello Games come back to kind of a simpler game after having done No Man's Sky this endless game within yeah. so big, such big of a game. It is nice to see them go back to something smaller. And it's, I mean, I can only speculate, but I'm wondering if the the whole uh, No Man's Sky debacle of when that first came out has, like, scared them away a yeah. little bit, at least for now. Just be like, let's, mm-hmm. let's scale things back to yeah. make something small and fun, you know? Yeah, because before No Man's Sky, they were doing the, uh, the Joe Danger games, and those okay. were more of... I, Kind of arcadey. They were smaller games. So yeah, then for them to jump into this big game, they for sure now just, because of the backlash, wanted to go back to something smaller. Yeah, I I think it was a lot more work than they were expecting. Mm-hmm. It's been like, oh my god. <laughs> what yeah. did we get ourselves into? Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Also, they announced Baldo's Tale in action-adventure RPG with an art style inspired by Studio Ghibli uh, will be a timed exclusive coming out this summer. Dude, this one looks awesome. What game was this? Baldo's Tale? Yeah. I, I think it looks fantastic. Um, it looks like a Zelda-like game, kind of, that... that kind of style but with the the art style of like a Miyazaki film um so it, it looks super magical it looks uh it it it, it just looks like a a good fun time if that makes oh sense. yeah so i'm i'm excited about that one yeah it looks uh, interesting. the last one i made note of here on the list is that Cyanide and Happiness mm-hmm. has a game coming out called Freak Apocalypse, and that will be a timed exclusive coming out this spring. Yeah. So if you are a fan of Cyanide and Happiness, go check that one out. Yeah, no, when I saw this game, it really gave me some South Park vibes. Yeah. Like the South Park games. We didn't see much, but yeah, because of that, I'm now really interested in the game. Ignacio, are you still there? Ignacio, are you still there? Yeah. Hey. Okay, we got cut yeah. off yeah. a little bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can hear you. Um, I don't know where you ended off. Do you mind kind of repeating what you said of like, yeah, when I saw this, it reminded me of South Park stuff? Yeah, when I saw this game, it really gave me some South Park vibes. And because of that, even though we didn't see much, because of that, now I'm interested in the game. Hopefully it will be like those games. But I don't know. We shall see. I hope so. I've... never really been a raider of cyanide and happiness yeah but i know it's super popular uh and i know a lot of people like it so i i I think this one should do fairly well at least on name recognition 
alone. Yeah, also I like their humor. So hopefully mm -hmm. this will be an entertaining game at least. I think so. Yeah. Uh, but there was a whole lot more that was announced at the uh, Indie World Showcase. So be sure to check out all of that stuff. Uh, go watch it if you can find the YouTube video. Uh, one thing I, I liked uh, about this, I, I know a couple people mentioned, is that they really tried to focus on developers from around the world. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I think from what I remember, the, there was one from Japan, I think, or Korea. There was one from Spain. There was one from Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, was very it makes sense. Like, it's in, yeah, in the, the name, right? Yeah, Indie in the World, world yeah. Showcase. Um, Instead but, of Nindis, the... Yeah, like, I I think it just really worked yeah. this time. I was like, oh, this is from all around the world. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I would love to check out these g games and stuff like that. So, yeah. good stuff. Good on Nintendo. Yeah, also, that happen. we should mention that uh, every year for GDC, Nintendo does a presentation with indies. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is supposed to be expect expected to for us to have a presentation like this. But hopefully, we get a proper Nintendo Direct soon. We haven't gotten one because yeah, we still don't really know what they're up to this year. Yeah, now that Animal Crossing came out, we know nothing about what's to come. True. Yeah, other than this. I wonder if we'll indies. get one in April. Well, the Start rumor of April. There was a rumor that said that the, we would get both an indie direct and a pro proper direct this month. So okay. Yeah, we'll have to Maybe see. But then again, week? yeah, hopefully this this week. But then again, like I said, it was to be expected that Nintendo would have an indie presentation this week or last week. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Last big news story of the day, and this is a <laughs> really big one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one is just so wild, man. I, I, I don't understand what happened, and it was wild following this story as it was unfolding. Mm-hmm. It's just a roller coaster. Okay. Number seven. GameStop is shutting down all of their stores. Finally. Finally. So now that you know that they're eventually shutting all of their stores down, let's go back to square one. Take me through a journey. Where this, where this all started. So, of course, the coronavirus stuff is happening worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of companies have been updating their policies to be like, hey, here's how we're helping to com combat the virus and make sure that our employees are safe. Uh, and so GameStop apparently was one of those companies. They updated their policies to be like, hey, we're making a, a uh, coronavirus team and we are equipping all of these stores with hand sanitizer and cleaning products and all of that stuff. And then a bunch of the employees came forward being like, yeah, that's actually not happening. 
and we're starting to feel really, really unsafe here because nothing is being cleaned properly. And we have like video game stations where tons of people are touching these things and stuff like that. Like they were supposed to get hand sanitizer and stuff, but corporate couldn't buy any because of all the shortages. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, well, it's up to local management. And then local management was like, well, we can't get any either because of the same shortages. Yep. Like, this is so dumb. <laughs> um, and then I, I think there was some talk of like, hey, if the stores do have to shut down only corporate and like the top manager judges, like full time managers would get paid time off and stuff like that uh which is it's like look guys most of the people that work there aren't in that position Mm -hmm. let's be honest um so it was just all all this out out cry of like what are you doing gamestop but that was only square one shortly after that uh as more and more stores started closing around the world uh, a lot of countries states cities have been like all right let's let's focus on the essentials right only food household products that you might need like some cleaning supplies or like deodorant and stuff like that right let's get the essentials first if you're not essential we recommend you shut down and then according to Jason Schreier, also at Kotaku, um, GameStop says, we can stay open during lockdowns because we're essential retail. The audacity of them. So here's kind of the statement um, that Jason Schreier quoted in his article. Due to the products we carry that enable and enhance our customers' experience to work from home, we believe GameStop is classified as essential retail and therefore is able to remain open at this time. Uh, We have received reports of local authorities visiting stores in attempt to enforce closure despite our classification. Store managers are approved to provide the document links uh, below to law enforcement as needed. Of course, we, uh, we, we don't have that document linked below, but I saw this and I was just like, the audacity of them. <laughs> the balls that they think they have. I, I just... Look, I we 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 love video g- g- games here, mm-hmm. right? We're a video game podcast. Come on, video games, entertainment in general, I think is important in yeah. this t- time. But GameStop is not essential. Yeah, I think the way they were justifying it, it was that. Since people now have to work from home, they were just defining it as we sell things that people will need to work from home 
like mics yeah. and whatever. But Which, yeah, to me is a stretch. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess I can get a keyboard at yeah. GameStop. But no one But that's will. not where I would go. Yeah, you would I go to Best Buy. Best Buy or Target or Walmart, yeah. which will most likely be staying open because a yeah. lot of them have a grocery section too. Like you know, mm-hmm. like it's just or Amazon. If I'm not yeah. supposed to leave my my house, I'll have it delivered, right? I and and maybe that's me being a little middle class and. Middle class and bougie, but it's just like I look. I as much as I I feel like entertainment is important. This one specific a- a- aspect is a stretch. Yeah, it's like you sell Funko Pops, <laughs> you sell T-shirts like that. That's not no. Sorry. Yeah, no. You ha- you have to assume that this is GameStop fighting to stay alive. We all know that. Yeah, GameStop probably doesn't have much longer in this world. Days are counted, so it was probably the higher ups trying to fight and not suffer such a big blow with yeah. all this. But yeah, Which, I mean, it's still a dick move to do all this. You're right. Like I, 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 I don't know if they did shut down. Which I mean, now they have, mm-hmm. but. I don't know really how much longer they can afford to pay their employees for yeah, paying time off. Yeah, for sure. They like their their stock has tanked. Mm-hmm. They're they're they've had to sh- shut numerous stores d- 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 down. They've yeah. gone through multiple la- 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 layoffs. Like they are struggling real yeah, hard for sure. Uh, but continuing on, uh. News also came out from Jason Schreier at Kotaku that apparently California was shutting down all of their stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then over at Dual Shockers, they reported that all of Pennsylvania was shutting down game stops. Now, what was interesting about that one is originally they had reported that that Pennsylvania revoked GameStop's business license, which turned out to not be true. But it was still, it was, it's still just, it makes no sense that they're like, we can remain open. And then California is like, no, shut them all down. Pennsylvania is like, nope, shut them all down. And they're still just like, and if the authorities come in, Hand them this flyer. Yeah. Tell them to kindly fuck off. You know? <laughs> um, I, yeah, like, it was just wild. It was like, what are you doing, GameStop? And then uh, yesterday, I believe, is when the news came out that all GameStop stores were closing. And again, here's a website that I did not think I would be pulling news from. Uh, but this <laughs> is from Shannon Lau at CNN, and they write, GameStop will close all of its store fronts starting Sunday following the outcry from employees and calls from lawmakers to stay at home 
as coronavirus spreads in the United States. Though stores will be closed to customers, GameStop will process orders on a digital-only basis, moving to curbside pickup and delivery. Uh, Quote, this is an unprecedented time, and each day brings new information about the COVID-19 pandemic. Our priority has has been and continues to be the well-being of our employees <laughs> and c- c- customers and business partners. We have been steadfast in our adherence to CDC-guided safety and local government orders for retailers in each of our communities and quote that was coming from game sh- from from gamestop bob gamestop himself <laughs> uh no that was coming from george sherman gamestop's ceo and man that that is a laughable statement yeah hmm. wild stuff i i, I just like i'm be honest, I feel speechless. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what else there is to say. They like, this is just wild that they fought it. They fought it. Their own employees were just like, no, you're not helping. Like, you, you we don't have the sanitizer that you promised and you say that we we have. This is not happening how you're saying it is. Um, and. It, it yeah it it just looked bad, it looked bad from all sides, and I think also we would have talked about it last week, but Reggie Fizeme yeah. is joining GameStop's board, uh, starting four twenty, believes it, <laughs> um, and and so I mean like he technically isn't in in advisory role yet, but man I am. I am wondering what he's thinking now. Yeah. Like, d- did they go to him before he was supposed to start and be like, hey, what would you do? No, no. Did, did, did he speak up and be like, hey, what the hell? Hmm. Well, <laughs> um, I, I have no idea, but it, this whole thing was just fascinating to me to yeah. see them just fight it and fight it. And then just be like, all right, they're all shut down. You win. Yep. Do you think, Ignacio, that this is the nail in the coffin for GameStops? Well, if anything's going to do it, I think this will be what does it. I think this will mean a huge blow for them financially. And I don't know how much longer this business will be rentable for them bring money yeah yeah because i i know they were also trying out those new those new styled stores Mm -hmm. right it's like hey hey gamers come hang out with us because we're gamers too Mm -hmm. um and now they can no longer continue testing that stuff right like they (laughs) they they don't get feedback there they're not getting money except for digital purchases which Honestly, at this point, are you really buying from GameStop online? Like, are you not just, are you not just 
buying from the PlayStation Store, no, the yeah, Xbox sure. Store, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I guess if you're still a die-hard physical, like, hey, I I want my games physically, mm-hmm. then you, you might be. Yeah, but you can still but, get them from Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's that too. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't I think know. This is about it. I think GameStop. GameStop will just go the way Blockbuster did. Yeah. Mm. Another sad day. Yeah. Pour one out for the oh, other man. homie. How many have we poured out? Two so far. <laughs> mm. No more E3, no more GameStop. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, man. Okay, so that's it for all of the big news. Uh, and as usual, we have a couple smaller things, a couple runners ups. <laughs> is that how, what's the plural of runner up? Is it runner ups or runners up? Mm. No, I think it would I be runner ups because you runner-ups? have multiple runner up runner uppers. Sure. <laughs> Here comes the runner uppers. Um. First of all, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC. Yep. I think this comes to the, su- the surprise of no one. Eh, uh, it is a bit I, surprising. I mean, that, well, yeah. But I, I, I just think we, we had been getting hints yeah. of, of this for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. Um, that it was just like, okay, finally. You just said what we all were thinking. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people were upset about that one, but I don't really see anything to be upset about. No, it's the just great fun g- boys. G- 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 game. Fun boys getting yeah. upset that they're losing an exclusive in a way. Yeah, and now more people can play it. Yeah. Uh, number two on this list on the runner-uppers, Overwatch has announced a new character named Echo. Uh, it looks like a robot. It, it it's I think supposedly. The memories of like the person that created Overwatch inside a robot. I don't know. I know it's what it is. Have you never played Overwatch? No. What am I, a dork? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Even I played that one. No, I've never played that one. Um. This next one is really exciting to me. Sabotage Studio announced Sea of Stars, a turn-based RPG inspired by the classics and a prequel story set in the same universe as The Messenger. Their first game. Uh, I, I never played The Messenger. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like my type of game, but this one looks awesome. Yeah. I am so stoked about about this one. Yeah, I mean, what's so weird is that if you didn't say that it is a prequel to The Messenger, you would have no idea that these two games are connected. It is yeah, such a different art style and such a different gameplay style. It's a different yeah. genre altogether. Those yeah. two don't look alike in any way. Exactly, but I mean... I, I, I am stoked 
I might at least have to go watch a playthrough of The Messenger to see what happened in that game and then go go back and play this one once it's finally out. Um, mm. They announced it, what, like two or three days ago? Yeah. Uh, and apparently their, their Kickstarter has already been fully funded. Yeah. Uh, so good on them. I cannot wait for that one. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, PlayStation is re- is reportedly looking to buy the Metal Gear and Silent Hill licenses from Konami. Keyword uh, reportedly. These are some... Yeah, keyword reportedly. These are rumors that have been flying around. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think they're bullshit. Uh, I could I, see I, it go I, either yeah, way. I, I don't think that Konami has any incentive to sell the rights to Metal Gear and and Silent Hill. Yeah, like, but it, it it won't make them enough money. Yeah, but Konami hasn't had any incentive to put out a Metal Gear Silent Hill game these past sure. years. What I what I could see is them licensing them out yeah to make them a playstation exclusive yeah i mean that for sure makes sense makes more sense than straight up selling selling those lessons to them but i mean konami has been going further and further away from their gaming division i think Mm -hmm. they have been going more towards all those pachenko machines well yeah they have been going more towards those pachinko machines which are their real money makers for them? Yeah, yeah. I think, but right now the only games that they the thing, are like what what will happen with all of that because because they have metal gear pachinko machines, and if they no longer have the right to that IP, what does that mean? Yeah, they still have those machines. That's why it makes more sense for them to license it, license those IP. But yeah. I think they could also sell the uh, the IPs, but only for video games, not necessarily the IP yeah. as a whole. We have seen that sure. happen yeah. with, with other mediums that only sell the license, but only with regards of of some medium, or not every medium. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I I I I just don't have much else to say besides that especially since they're only uh they're only rumors yeah so there you go Mm -hmm. well that's all the news that we got this time we have been recording for quite a while now yeah it's a long one uh ignacio Mm -hmm. what are you excited to dive into this next week what are you gonna be playing you think Honestly, I don't know what what I'll be playing. I just finished Arkham Origins, so I'm still figuring out what I'll play next. For now, I'm just knocking out some some things I have left on the game. But after that, I, I don't know what where I'll go. Okay, mm-hmm. I I know Animal Crossing came out this past yeah. week, along with Doom Eternal and Half Life. Alex came out t- today, yeah. uh, the day that we are recording this, uh, and they all seem to be reviewing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the only one that I really have FOMO on is Doom. Oh, Doom. I, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I played a little bit of the first one and I didn't like it. Mm. It was not my style of gameplay. Um, and so I, I like, I haven't been interested in Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. However, it looks so good. Yeah. Like I, like I'm kind of just like, do I want to? I don't know. I still have to beat the Division Two <laughs> DLC. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, so, it's it's been the same for me. I I also didn't enjoy much the other Doom game, but seeing it, mm-hmm. it does seem fun. But if if we're talking of FOMO, the one I I've been having some real FOMO has been with Animal Crossing. Since so many yeah. people play it and enjoy it a lot, I was about to Dude, buy I, the game. I my almost mom bought it. Texted me, and and was like, "Did you buy Animal Crossing? <laughs> Should I get it? Would I like it?" I was like, "Yes, mom. You would <laughs> like this game." Yeah. <laughs> no, I was about to buy it. I almost did it, but then I stopped myself because I knew that I wouldn't find as much enjoyment as others in that game. It is my type of game. It is a type of game that yeah. I would initially be interested in, but then after a couple of hours, I would just drop. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I see what you mean. Well, uh, yeah, I think, like I, I mentioned, I'm hoping to hop back into the Division 2 and finish that up. Finish the Warlords of New York DLC. Uh, also hoping to do a little bit more work on Bloodroots, since I still mm-hmm. haven't beaten that yet. It's that that's a good game. Yeah. And I've 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 been I, I think I've been getting an itch to hop back into Persona Five. Oh. Uh I but, have the original Yeah, would you version. jump? I don't plan to... on Well, I, I don't plan on getting into the newer version. Okay. Because I I didn't like it enough to be like, Yeah, this is amazing. I'm going to go spend 60 more bucks on a new <laughs> v- v- version and replay everything I've already played. Um, I, I, I like it enough, and it's considering that I'm just going to be at home not doing much. I'm already like 50-something hours in. I'm at the third palace, like right mm-hmm. at the boss fight. So I might jump back into that and continue in the next couple weeks here. So we'll see. We shall see. Um, I do want to prepare people. I know I've already mentioned it to Ignacio. Uh, let me pull up my calendar here. Uh, so I'm good to record for the next two weeks, but I will be out of town, hopefully, on the 12th, the, the weekend of the 12th, um, which is we normally record on Sundays there. So we might have a another week uh coming up here where we do not have an episode but until then i think ignacio and i are gonna be chugging along as best we can yeah so and then then we'll be back right after after my my vacation (laughs) if if the virus allows me yeah so we'll see um ignacio yep where can the people find you online you can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I G N A C I O R O J S B. It's my name. 
And you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to stay up to date with our show, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, give us a follow over there and go subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, I, I, I know right now this podcast in particular is not a video sh- show. Hopefully it will be one day, but we put all of our podcasts uh, up on YouTube as well. Most of them are video podcasts, uh, though my, compu- my compu- computer has been having some issues as of late. But give us a, a subscribe on YouTube because we're hoping to step up our game on YouTube. I think right now we have like 63 followers. Let's get us to 70. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Um, that being said, we'll be back next week for another episode of Crossplay. Until then, bye. Adios.